What's good, NBA family? Today's Saturday, November 4th, and week two recap is here, baby. We got to talk about uh, what's been going on in the league. We've seen Wimby's going off for 38-point double-doubles. We see KD losing two games back-to-back in the Suns. We see Bradley Beal not playing. We got a lot going on around the NBA, and most of all, I had to bring on my guy, T Riz, if you a if you a faithful fan of Clutch Talk, if you've been watching the show for a minute, you already know this is a familiar face. My guy, Mister Top Notch, the Mister One and Only, my guy Trent, my dog. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great, man. I feel like I haven't been on a show in a minute, so it feels good to be on here, man. Um, and shout out to all your supporters. Shout out to John putting the work in, and I'm excited for today's show. Hell yeah, man. Let's go ahead and get straight into it. For the family out there, uh, before we get into it, but Trent is a great NBA content creator, so make sure y'all go check him out. I have everything linked in the description down below. He got a whole bunch of pages. If you're a Miami Heat fan, he got some perfect for you set up over there. But let's stop the chit-chat, man. Let's get straight into it. We got a jam-packed show. Uh, we're going to go ahead and kick it off with some news around the league, and we wouldn't even be able to call ourselves an NBA talk show if we didn't talk about this James Harden trade. So, T, since you are the guest, I want to open up the floor to you and just give me your thoughts on the trade. And for the family out there, for those of you guys that don't know the trade, it officially was the 76ers. They received Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, Robert Covington, K.J. Martin, and multiple picks. The Clippers got James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and I, I think his name is like Flip, like Pet. Petsker or something like that, but yeah. I'd be sick if that that nigga didn't name didn't even get put on ESPN. ESPN put the trade on and excluded his name. That's crazy, but that's messed up. Anyway, T, talk to us, man. So if you guys don't know, um, I am a Russell Westbrook fan, so it is interesting that James Harden did get traded to the Los Angeles Clippers, and the night of that he got traded, me and John was on the phone for a long time because uh, they want to bamboozle us and say James Harden has been traded but never give us the information like I think everybody's just waiting on Twitter everybody's just waiting on shams and and wolves and all this stuff and I was telling them I'm like if they don't trade Norman Power Terrence man they easily win this trade and what does what do they do they go out there and trade some chips and they trade for some weak brownies because they only gave up Marcus Morris who if you watch the Clippers last season he was damn near unplayable heading into this year hasn't even played a season um, he was coach's decision of not being suited up. And mind you, a lot of people are injured. So that just shows a lot right there. You got, you know, Nicholas Batum, don't get me wrong. He's been in this league for a long time and bringing that presence for the Clippers in the locker room and hit big shots. But you easily can replace him. Right. And then um, who else they give up? Oh, Robert Covington. You got to do something right. Like for Robert Covington, it is a somewhat of a big loss because what he brings on the defensive end and um, if he can consistently knock down that corner three, you know, it's tough. But when you're trading for a star player, I won't say a superstar player anymore, but a star player in James Harden, you got to give up something. And if that's what I'm giving up, I'm totally fine with it. And I know a lot of people keep talking about all oh, these picks. They gave up two first round picks and this and that. Let's be honest. The Clippers are in the position where they have to do anything that's possible because if they don't win a championship after you go out and get James, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George back, let's let's not talk about Harden real quick. The fact that you got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and have yet to see them healthy on a court at the mo- most important parts. They want to win now. And so they're like, yo, we're going to trade these picks. We got to do what we got to do because we we can't really rely on these players like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Now, going into the James Harden situation, you you are trading for a drama queen. You are trading for a player that has been bouncing from team to team. 
Um, he's he's being a, like a let's not say that, but pretty much like he's bouncing from team to team, <laughs> and um, now everybody's wondering the fit. We haven't seen it yet, of course, right? I believe he's playing the next game. I believe that's going to be the Clippers um, versus Knicks. I believe coming up, I think he's going to be playing that game. The lineup revealed hasn't been dropped yet. Ty Lue is being very, very weird with it. You know, he's keeping it really, really uh, low-key. I don't think they bench Russell Westbrook. Um, Russell Westbrook has been playing incredible. But it'll be interesting to see if they're like, yo, let's keep Russ Harden, PG, Kawhi, and Zubox. That means everybody's playing a different position that – Maybe they're not used to, right? Kawhi has to play the forward now. George is – I think George originally is a three, but people consider him two, three. doesn't really matter. Um, but that means this is more off ball for Russell Westbrook because I think James Harden originally is just going to have the ball in his hand majority of the time. Um, I look at the positives. He's going to run the offense, and that's what they need. He's going to run the offense. If you watch the Lakers and Clippers game, it was very stagnant. It was a lot of one-on-one basketball. No one can score um, outside of Kawhi Leonard after Paul George got fouled out. Um, so I think he can run that offense a little bit. Um, and then some some cons, obviously, is that John says it all the time. There's only one basketball. So how is this offense going to work if they got the coach to do it? This is the coach to do it. It's Ty Lue. So we'll see. There's still a lot of questions with it. At the end of the day, I like to trade um, both for the Clippers and the 76ers. 76ers right now, John, are a top team in the Eastern Conference with 4-1. and one. Kelly Oubre looks like he's replacing James Harden in the fact that he's averaging 20 points a game right now. So, remember, I wasn't a big fan of Kelly Oubre because of his percentage-wise on the Charlotte Hornets, but he's being efficient this year, giving them 25-5. and five. So, well, 5-2, and two, and you really can't complain about that. Damn, they are the two steals. So, I like it for both sides. You finally get rid of the uh, the drama queen, and it just was a negative to Nick Nurse, especially with new coaching staff. And then for the Clippers, they're going all in. And you didn't give up Terrence Mann or Norman Powell. And this will be my last thing. I do think the Clippers do need to trade Norman Powell for some forward depth and some um, – mainly some forward depth because having Norman Paul on the team doesn't really make sense because you already got your shot creators and Kawhi, Paul George, and James Harden. Norman Powell does the same thing just coming off the bench, and you still got Bowens Highland. So you trade in for some forward depth, and I think this team could do something. But we say this every every single year, John. Every year we say this. Man, every year we talk about the Clippers, and I mean, every single year they are good when they're healthy, but and then they just, at the right time, they are never healthy when it matters most. So, I mean, that's that's definitely their biggest downfall. But what I want to get into, and like especially with you being such a big Westbrook fan, is like, wh- wh- where do you think this fit come? Like, it, where do you think it's going to fit? Like, do you want to see all four stars on the court at the same time? Do you want to see staggered minutes? Who stays on the starting lineup, Russell Westbrook or James Harden? I truthfully think they both start. I don't think they bench Russ. Um, so all four start. Yeah, I think all four do start. To be honest with you. Wow. Okay. Um, but honestly, doesn't if you look at it right, if Russ goes to the bench, so you're gonna have Russ and Bones out there. That doesn't make sense to me at all. Mm-hmm. Now they do play together because um, the the Clippers uh, depth has been so depleted with injuries and the trade and stuff, so they have been playing together recently. Um, but Russ and Bones don't make sense, especially on the defensive end. Does that make sense to you? I don't care how good Russ is, like how good, like I want to say he's a great defender, but he just tr- he just does he, he has, just tries he has motor, yeah, he has yeah, he just tries out there. So I don't, I personally don't like that, right? So there's still a lot of questions with it. I do think, right? I do think first game is Russ and Harden. The more they get deeper into the season and Ty Lue starts noticing what lineups can work and this and that, then maybe one of them. I don't think Harden goes to the bench. It's obviously going to be Russ. Russ already came off the bench. 
And Russ is just so happy in Clippers. I think he'll do whatever it take right now to win. Um, and so at that point, you have Harden, PG, and Kawhi Leonard probably closing out some games. And I honestly, I don't mind that. Because at the end of the day, as a Russell Westbrook fan, I just want to win a championship because that's all he's really missing, personally, in my opinion. Just winning that ring. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah, no, he definitely has all the individual stats. He just yeah. he just definitely just needs the ring. He needs um, that team stat. But for me, for see, for, for me personally, I actually think that Russell Westbrook should start. So they, they should can keep Russell Westbrook there uh, as that as that point guard, as the player who initiates the offense to be able to get PG and Kawhi some easy buckets. Of course, you keep Kawhi and PG in there. That's the head of the, that's the head of the team. That's the heart of the team. And I actually think you bring James Harden off the bench for this reason, because like how you talked about, you you don't really have that much of a bench depth anymore. You gave up a lot of your depth to be able to have these top heavy stars. And now you, now you have a wow, amazing one through four, you know, in, in those four stars, but then the rest of the team, there's a really big fall off. And I think that in the playoffs, what matters is having that deep bench is when your stars get that break that they're going to need, they're not robots. This isn't 2k. Can your team not have that huge fall off? And I think that if you have James Harden on there, you know, you, you ask James Harden to, you know, take an ego, like downgrade or whatnot but when he's on a second unit bro you could you could imagine that this is houston this is second unit james go ahead imagine this is houston go off go to work be uh have the ball in your hands be ball dominant because honestly brother like I, I just cannot see James Harden as a successful fourth option. Like I, we have never seen him as his fourth option in his, in his career. And in this team, he would be the fourth option. So I can't see him as a successful fourth option. This man already said like, Oh, I'm not a system player. I'm i I'm a system. And it's like, bro, you're coming into the Clippers organization. Like you're not what you used to be. You're a lot older. You're a lot slower. Like, yeah, at one point you were a system. At one point you were the system, but you're coming into the Clippers and you're not the system. Kawhi Leonard is the system. Paul George is the system. Russell Westbrook is the system before you. Everybody is the system before you out of those four stars. So it's like, to me, is he even coming in with the right mindset? Like he notoriously has struggled off ball. So for me, I want to see him off the bench, but I mean, like how you said, if any coach is going to get it done, it's got to be Ty Lue, dog. It's got to be. Yeah, Ty. I mean, I, I I I like the point of him coming off the bench. I don't think James Harden is the point of his career where he's going to take that CP3 role. If you see CP3 coming off the bench, playing the starting, and he's playing incredible basketball, the Warriors. I'm back in the key of three days. I was like, I think the Warriors are going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think James Harden is just not there. I think James Harden still thinks he's a top five player in the game. I honestly think he still thinks he's the best shooting guard in the league, which we we all know he's, he's not. So James Harden's ego is all the way up here and needs to go down right here. Like a lot of people criticize Carmelo back in the day when he was on OKC mm-hmm. and he finally took that role. Even Russ, um, they criticize him. He needs to go to the bench. He finally took that bench unit uh role and he's doing what he got to do like some people in point of their career unless you're LeBron James you need to step down and need to help your team win and hopefully James will do that because I just want to see him win a championship but this can possibly go down as I want to say a disaster trade because like you didn't really give up too too much but it can definitely go as one of like the biggest failed super teams ever like ever like I know a lot of people talk about Kobe and Steve Nash and Howard back in the day and the Harden it's funny because Harden continues to be part of failed super teams (laughs) Harden Irving so we'll see maybe Harden's the problem 
For real, man. That is crazy. That's crazy. But all right, brother. So let's go ahead and get to our last little news segment before we get to uh, our rate your worry segment of the de- of the show. And that is, I got to get your news. I mean, I got to get your thoughts on this in-season tournament. November 3rd, which was yesterday, it was the first like time the in-season tournament came out. These courts were crazy. Give me your thoughts real quick. You like it? You don't? Um. So to be honest, I only I was at work, so I watched one game. I watched the Miami Heat game against the Wizards. Um. One thing I will say is like for business perspective, like business wise for the NBA, I think it's pretty cool. Um. Because the NBA is just trying to continue to keep making money, and listen, that's gonna get the fans going, the ratings going. It's gonna get talked about a lot because what what's everybody talking about? They're talking about the courts. They're not yeah. even talking about you know. That what's going on in the games and stuff like that. But no, they're talking about the court. So I think that's definitely um very, very unique. And also just for the NBA players in general, a lot of them don't know what's going on. But what I do know, and I think I've seen this, and I don't want to say it's 100% true, but they do win the type of money. If you win yeah. this tournament, you win, yeah, you win about $500,000 as a winner. You get second place, third place, and stuff like that. So as a player, think of a player like, I don't a nigga know, who's like, riding the bench, a nigga who's yeah, on the, who's on the end of the, yeah, exactly. for sure. Like like a Paul Reed, right? I don't yeah. know. Like a Paul Reed, bro. Winning five hundred k, that's a Is bonus. Like we're talking about, wait, what's it called? Like we 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 be at our regular jobs talking about, <laughs> yo, I just got a bonus, and it's like five k or whatever, right? You just got a five hundred k bonus just playing some basketball. That's part of the NBA that's season, crazy. but it's just in the tournament. So I definitely think it makes it more unique. I definitely think it makes it interesting. And to be honest with you, I think it start, it's going to get lit when you start hitting the elimination games. Because right mm-hmm. now, there's no elimination games. And you know what's crazy, John? The games are exactly where we was at, bro. The Man, huh? They are in Vegas. Vegas, dog. <laughs> Man, shout out Vegas. Fuck. Man, Vegas is like lit right now, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, so. It, it, it's lit. cool. I think it's unique. And also, this is probably not part of it, but they brought the old all-star stuff back too. Yeah. Um, there's no draft. So they're they're just trying to fix everything and see. So shout out to Adam Silver, man. Shout out to Adam Silver. Getting getting his bag and getting the players yeah. their bag, man. But all right. So yeah, I just wanted to get you get, get yeah. your thoughts on that. But let's go ahead and keep pushing. Let's get to our first official segment of the show here, and that is the rate your worry segment. Um, uh, with this rate your worry one through ten i got a statement here and we can you tell me how worried you are we could dive into it a little deeper or not uh but let's go ahead and jump straight into it and let's talk about the grizzlies wow they are struggling with an zero and six start so rate your worry one through ten on the slow start that the memphis grizzlies are having the memphis grizzlies are bad (laughs) they're bad and the thing is about them is like we there's no job, but they're used to no job. That's the thing. They are used to it. But the problem is, what did you do? You shipped off Tyus Jones, Stephen Adams out for the season. And I feel super, super bad for Stephen Adams, man, because he missed the postseason last year. And I'm not saying the Grizzlies would have came out there and um, beat the Lakers, but he would have definitely made a difference because you're relying on Xavier Tillman, and that's no shade at him because he just plays his role, but Steven Adams lets Jaron Jackson Jr. be himself. When Steven Adams is not out there, Jackson Jr. has to play a role that he's not used to playing. The dude Jackson needs to work on his rebound, and that's what Steven Adams is good at. So you don't got the Jones, and yes, you trade for Marcus Smart, Um, but Marcus Smart's not going to I got to see this team as a full sample, but they're they're already cooked. I believe what they're 0 7, right? They're 0 6 right now, dog. 0 6. Yeah, they're they're crazy. they're cooked, especially in the tough West. I at least expected this team to be in the plan. I don't even see that. I, I think it's just too when you start this season 0 6, that's tough. You are in like 
you have to chase wins now. Like, you really have to chase wins. And not only that, and Garrett, I know you love Derrick Rose, but the dude's already hurt. That was one of your <laughs> that was one of your key additions, right? He's already hurt. So now you're relying on players like David Roddy and Zaire Williams, where these players just haven't really developed to what you really want them to be. So I'm it's concerned. Tough. I'm concerned, gang. I ain't gonna lie. Like I'm like damn near like eight, nine concerned yeah. on the rate scale because be, bro, dog, like and I talked about this as well. Like I, I talk, I we're weird. I think I don't know if it's just me and you, but we're debating this. And I was, and people were like, the Grizzlies are still going to be fine, even though they missed that twenty-five games without Ja. And I'm like, you got to realize, like the Grizzlies were great last year when Ja was out because Tyus was there. When Tyus is not there, yo, that changes literally everything. Like as the point guard, Tyus literally I bring brought the ball to court, initiated the offense. Like kept, whenever like the Grizzlies got 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 frantic and the defense sped him up, Tyus was able to slow the game down, kept the pace. And I mean, that was literally the entire. That's Damn near all of their wins, dog. Like they haven't won a single game. Yeah. That they're the only team. I think that I believe that the only team, yeah, only team. To not own will not win a single game. Yeah, the Wizards already won in the East. Yeah, so that's honestly embarrassing. I'm very concerned. And then so then I mean, I guess you already answered my question, but so you don't think that they'll finish as a top six seed then? No, nah, they're definitely not finishing as the top six seed. Maybe Jock comes back and makes a crazy spectacular. Oh, Nigga would have to not lose a single game. Yeah, pretty much. But 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 it also tells you how important Jar is, right? Yeah, that, that it tells that. So mm-hmm. maybe they just that alone they give him extension and they trust in the dude, right? Just that alone, outside of the noise. But another thing I'd want to say, and we can carry on, is Derrick Rose is not that Tyus Jones type guy. Derrick Rose is more the type of guy he wants a bucket. He's gonna yeah. go out there and score. So he's yeah, not man. that playmaking dude. And they brought him in for scoring. And guess what? The dude's already injured. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, D Rose, <laughs> man. All right, let's go ahead and let's get let's get to our next Rachel Worries uh, statement here, and uh, that is with Brent, when our guy Brandon Inger, man. Last season, he only played forty five games due to his knee injury. This uh, the year before that, he only played fifty five games due to that same knee injury, and now this season. He has missed the last three games due to that exact same right knee injury. He only played in the first game. So, rate your worry on Brandon Ingram's injury and how is this going to affect the Pelicans? Well, I will say this. He is back today. I see that report today. He is back. But the thing about Brandon Ingram throughout his career, outside of the first season with the Los Angeles Lakers, he never touched 70 games. So, this is just something normal for Brandon Ingram. He's going to miss a lot of time. And the problem with the Pelicans is that when you already have one of your star players missing time in Brandon Ingram and then your other star player in Zion missing time because of injuries, this team is just never going to go anywhere just because of health. I know we talk about the Clippers and stuff like that, and they're in a whole different level because they got they traded for these players and stuff like that, and they're stars, superstars, Hall of Famers and whatnot. But the Pelicans, man, like they're going to go down as one of those teams that like, what if – because you have a CJ, you have a Brandon, you have a Zion, you have a Jonas, you have a Herb Jones, a Trey Murphy when he's fully healthy. Uh, um, I forgot his name, Jose, uh, the dude that's oh, always, right, you know, yeah. yeah, him. So the team's always good. You have a really good coach in Willie Green. So when it comes into concern of this, like, I am concerned just for the fact that if you want to make the playoffs, you need your star talents out there. And I'm not a believer in CJ McCollum, to be honest with you. And we had a whole debate with this, talking to Kia Threes, and if he's going to be that number two guy, and you already got Zion who played 30, 40 minutes, and they're like, you know what? Let's rest him. Like, <laughs> like you, you, like so. I, I'm, I'm, it's, it is a concern because like he's going to come back today, right? And then he's probably going to get a rest game, 
or he's probably going to be like, uh, I'm not feeling right. So it's a huge concern. So outside of the Lakers, first year he plays 79. Everything else is 50 to 60 games, and that's just not enough for me. Damn, man. But but let's say that he does have a healthy season. Let's say Zion has a healthy yep. season too. CJ stays on the court. Do they even have enough to compete? To compete and win a championship or well, get there? See, see, the thing is, well, yeah, we're going to talk about championships. We don't care about like competing. This is to win a gold, right? Yep. I will say this. The, the, the Pelicans thing has fallen off since they, they gave the Phoenix Suns a run. Remember the back in the day, was it the Phoenix Suns or the Dallas Mavericks where they gave them a run, but they lost and they're like, yo, this Pelicans team is yeah, going to be here for a long time, right? That's done and over with. No one cares about that no more, right? It, it, it's done and over with, right? So, yes, this team was a first-place team when everybody was healthy last year. I, I agree. But the problem is when you look at the standings, right, and, and, and we're talking about everybody's healthy because if we're going to talk about the Pelicans being healthy, we're going to talk about everybody being healthy. They're not beating the Nuggets at all, right? They probably won't ever beat the Lakers. They'll probably be tough. They're not beating the Lakers. Clippers are healthy. They're not beating them. Um, they're, the, the West is just too tough. The Warriors, man, they're five and one, bro. <laughs> like, yo, man. the Warriors are killing it right now. Even Dallas, like the Dallas Mavericks are four and one, bro. They're playing some really, really good basketball. So if you just want to look at the standings, and yeah, Pelicans are four and one, but what we're talking about in big moments. One, we never seen Zion playing big moments. We never seen it at all. So that that's a concern to me. Um, and there's just other teams in here that I just I'm just not confident in them beating. And so I don't think they have enough to compete. Man, nah, that's real. I could that's why I wanted to ask you is because I mean I was gonna say, like, let's say that Zion and BI do have a healthy season, but I still I would not have them beating the top teams in the West, to be honest with you. But um yeah, but all right, brother. Uh, uh, let me just say this and we going. continue. I don't even know if they can beat the Thunder in a seven-game series. Man, the Thunder this year, the Thunder might fuck around and finish as a top six yeah. this year, bro. I Literally, don't lie to you. So, and 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 then that, and the Kings too. Let's not forget the Kings when they're healthy, the Suns when they're healthy. Like the, the West is just too deep. So now, and that was the perfect transition. You said the Suns when they're healthy. So that's what I want to ask you, right? Perfect. And let's talk about another injury-riddled player who we have not seen at all this season yet, and that is Mr. Bradley Beal. He was having he these back injuries. He has not played one game yet. Rate your worry on that. How worried are you for that situation? To be honest, I'm worried. Just because of the fact that Bradley Bill played in preseason, right? And maybe it's because I don't pay too, too attention to the Suns. I can say that. But then I see him resting, right? So the first two games, I'm like, oh, maybe he's just not playing, right? He's just resting. He's resting. Then I get a report, oh, his back is hurting. Now, I've seen a clip because I've been following a lot of the Suns lately, and I've seen a clip of his jump shot before and after his back injury. His shot is totally different. And I've seen the, the – it was side to side. The Wizards, when he was 100% in Suns now. And that's a concerning part to me right then and there. One, because of his contract is absolutely huge. You traded everything for this dude. Two, he has a um uh, the trade uh, – the trade uh, – what's trade the – trade clause so mm -hmm. those are two concerns right and that's not even him being on the court yet right and then now when he gets on the court they haven't even had the chemistry yet alone because they haven't played together as much as they should so he continues to miss time and the biggest moments you need this dude and he's not there for you it's like it it's it's tough and the phoenix suns are struggling right now sure. not only bradley bills out but Devin booker's dealing with injuries he literally played a game, I believe, last night or the night before, and mm -hmm. didn't play today against the Philadelphia 76ers. So what's going mm -hmm. on with Devin Booker? What's going on with Bradley Bill? You're missing your two guys. And you know what that tells me? You're already wearing out Kevin Durant. 
Kevin Durant came here to play with a super team. That dude's playing with Eric Gordon, freaking Josh Okogi, Yuta. The dude's playing with Drew Eubanks. He ain't come to play with these guys. He wants to play with his stars. And KD is injury like I want to consider him injury prone, but he definitely his injuries are starting to spike up a little bit more. So his body in weird tear throughout these games because they haven't been there is another concerning part to me, bro. So look, I'm man, concerned. I'm I'm right there with you, brother. And you brought up some points I didn't even think about. The way the the reason why I'm concerned is because this team was built to be top heavy. Like they. When when constructing this team, they were like, okay, we are okay with bringing in these three stars and then having a huge drop off after, and then not not having that much depth. So they built this team to be top heavy around those three superstars. But the issue is, if you don't have one of those three superstars, then it's like you compromise your depth to bring these superstars, and now you don't even have the superstar yeah. or the depth. So to me, dog, it, it's looking greasy. They have a two and five record right now. They're struggling. And great point that you brought up on Devin Booker what's really going on because he plays one game won't play the next game then he'll play so it's like do you need a like a two-day break between every time you hoop dog like if that's the case nah. you're in a bad spot and 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 I feel like the Suns are going to be a team like the Clippers last year if you know the Clippers they they missed a lot of their players but they were just trying to get to the six seed and they finally got to that six seed but then they got a bad matchup with the Phoenix Suns so the Phoenix Suns could potentially get a bad matchup against imagine they play the Clippers again and everything goes well with a Harden and Russ Right, because yeah. everybody said the Clippers win that series if, every, if sure. Paul George and Kawhi is healthy. Right, so that they don't want to see them in as a first round matchup. Man, that's a good point, man. That, but, man, that's a good point. The Clippers are smoked the Suns this year. If nigga, if you get a healthy Clippers and you get a healthy Suns, I'm taking the Clippers seven times out of seven. I ain't gonna lie. Nigga, Bradley Beal's about to get back spasms when he shoots, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. So last, last, uh, Rachel worry, and I, I, I gotta do this. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'm part of Laker Nation, yep. even though I'm part of Laker Faithful, I gotta be fair and honest here on the show. As yep. we know, our guy Gabe Vincent was up for his bag this offseason, and the Lakers gave it to him three years, thirty three million. But as we all know, there's a lot of players in the NBA that tend to go to the Lakers and then just poof disappear they just vanish from the player they once were some have said it to be a lot of pressure so far gabe vincent has not looked the same at all hasn't scored more than 10 points in four games he now he literally now just injured injury entered injury so he's not he's going to be out for the next couple of games he had it took him three i think i believe it took him three games to hit a three-pointer which is his specialty Rate your worry that gabe vincent is gonna like how many other nba players have done in history just Poof, disappear as a Laker. Unfortunately, man, I really like Gabe Benson because if you guys know I'm a Heat fan, so like he played a huge, huge part of why this my Heat team was really, really good. But just looking at his numbers alone, six, seven, two, and nine, four for seven, one for three, three for ten, three for eight. And like you said, he hasn't hit a three since the uh fourth game into the season against the Orlando Magic, where he only hit one three and he was one for three at that. So he's really only, if you really look at the numbers, he's shooting one for fourteen at the three point line, which is a seven percent. Seven percent from the so like even if it's a small sample size, small sample size is actually supposed to help you because it's a small sample size. This is affecting <laughs> him because he's shooting seven percent from the three point line. Like usually you see numbers like he's averaging thirty and eleven and six, shooting sixty percent for the field because it's a sample size. Like okay, no, this is a dude shooting seven percent from the three point line. That's just outrageous. But yeah. the thing is with Gabe Vincent, I won't be too too concerned because I don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but. I think he will turn it around. But two, 
I don't think he really came in there expecting Gabe Davis. I said Gabe Davis. Um, Gabe Vincent to come in there and like be one of those top leading scorers. Maybe you were, maybe you weren't. But like, I don't. I, he wasn't known as like a really, really big scorer. Like, if you look at his statistical stats, like throughout the season, like yeah, it does get better and better each year. But he has never averaged ten points throughout his career ever. The only reason why I look so damn good is because he had the opportunity with the Orlando Magic. I mean, um, with the Miami Heat and um. He, he had to show out. Like, he, yeah. you had to do your thing. You know what I'm saying? You, you had to do your thing over there because Kyle Lowry was washed up in a bum. Um, but he was never really, like, you know, so I'm not going to be too, too concerned. If he um Darvin him, what he's doing is putting there, like, in his defensive lineup, a defensive unit and stuff like that. So we'll see, man. I don't think the, the, the numbers will get better. It has to get better because if you're shooting 7% from the three-point line, it's only going to get better, right? Um, at field goal percent, he's shooting 39% from the field. He's around there throughout his career, like 40, 41. So it'll be, he, he, he's going to be fine. He's definitely going to be fine. Yeah, I definitely, as, as a supporter of Gabe Vincent, but also as a Lakers fan, I'm definitely hoping for the turnaround. And I, I, I think his numbers will be able to – He'll, he'll be able to figure it out. He just has to figure out the flow of the team because on the Miami Heat, like we all know, like they got the whole heat culture thing. And it's like, if you buy into the system, like Eric Spoelstra is such a good coach that he can take like a mediocre player and yeah. just put you in such the right positions every single time. And now you just look like a great player, but maybe Darvin Ham doesn't have the expertise to do that. Well, we, yeah. We all know Darvin's not the greatest yeah, coach. Definitely. He, has, yeah, he has the talent. He's trying to figure out how to use the talent. And, that, and that's tough for coaches, man. So I think he'll be fine, though. I think he'll be fine. And it was a good, it was a good choice that the Lakers did start D'Lo because D'Lo's playing some good basketball this year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But all right, so let's go ahead and get to our next segment of the show, and that is who is most likely to. So you let me know who you think is most likely to. So let's go ahead and kick it off. Our first most likely statement is who is most likely to be a first-time All-Star this year. First time All-Star. Well, maybe I'm just going to go with the cheap option right here, but I think Victor's easily a first time All-Star this year. Yeah, Victor. Yo, hey, Trent, I ain't going to lie, gang. I had that. I yeah. have that. And the reason why I have that is because like, I thought you were going to be like, what, you're tripping. A rookie's not going to be All-Star. Yeah. But I ain't going to lie, bro. If he keeps playing the way I've seen him play these first three or four games, there's no way he's not an All-Star. Not well, a single way he's not an All-Star. Yeah, the dude, the dude, he, he he's literally just destroying the sun. destroying the league at 19 years old and and you can tell he's still raw like he still needs to get better at a lot of things because he is sloppy but the fact yeah. that he's still looking this productive for the san antonio spurs keeping him at three and two and not only that like if we're just going to talk about like business wise they want victor in the all-star game because yeah. like why, why wouldn't you want a seven footer dude that can do but he's probably going to do stuff that he couldn't do on the court for greg pop Man, no, no, for sure, for yeah. sure. No, honestly, I, I mean, he dead. Yeah, like how you said, he he's definitely raw, and you can see like there's things where he needs to just get used to like the pace of the game. He needs to get used of like how much like some of these some of these like smaller guards just be yeah. getting up into him. Like I don't think he's really used to that. But as far as like the like the talent wise and putting a ball in a bucket, be able to go score. Like no, no, that nigga got it, bro. Like put thirty eight point thirty eight point double double on. The Suns and also the last spur to when uh, to become an all star during the rookie year was Tim Duncan, who averaged 21 points and eight rebounds. Wimby right now is averaging 20 points, eight rebounds. So there's no way it, it shouldn't happen. Yeah. And then 
I, I know Tyrese was an all-star, but like I want him to be voted into an all-star, not Halliburton? be like yeah. I want him to be voted into an all-star, not be a replacement. Like he, okay. he he doesn't deserve to be like a replacement. Like he's not he's he's that guy. He so, yeah. is no, he is that guy. Yeah, and, you know? and 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 this year, it, it, if you ain't if you ain't watched the Pacers yet, please go watch him because you're gonna see Tyrese Halliburton is that guy. Like he just wants to play so fast, bro. It's it's fun to watch him. I ain't gonna lie, they're probably my league pass team this year, for sure. But all right, brother. So next, who is most likely to is who is most likely to win the scoring title this year? Oh, good question. Um, I'm gonna go with my man Luca. Um. Luca's that dude. <laughs> that dude, bro. That <laughs> dude, bro. That shit is crazy. I ain't never seen someone that good in my Yo, life, bro. Like, I, just for the fact that, like, one they need him to take fifty shots a game, and 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 the crazy thing is, he takes fifty shots a game. He probably go like forty for like fifty. You know, like <laughs> he, he's really that guy. Like Kyrie Irving's just playing with he Kyrie Irving's doing what a Kyrie Irving's doing. But like the reason Dallas is like four and one is him and Lively are going crazy, crazy. man. So yeah, I, I I will look for Tatum. I meant to, um Luca. I'm sorry. Yeah, Luca. Luca. I love that. I yeah. love that gang. I'm I honestly I want to go Luca because that's what I said last year. Um, right now there's there's only there's five players currently averaging more than thirty points per game. That's Luca, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Curry, Fox, and Joel. Um, out of out of all those guys, I'll be honest. I think the person who has the the, the biggest chance of of leading of winning the scoring title, I think it's gonna be Donovan Mitchell. I ain't gonna lie because um, I think you know Luca's definitely doing his thing, but I think Donovan Mitchell in that Cavs situation, uh, I've been watching, I've been seeing a lot of Cavs games so far this season, and there's a lot of times where Donovan Mitchell just has to carry, like he just has to yeah. say, "Give me, the, give me the ball and just get out the way," and I'm, I'll just carry. Like he put, I believe he had like through, uh, two two thirty point uh, games back to back because. D, uh, Darius Garland was out. Evan Mobley was nowhere to be seen. Like the, all these players who are supposed to be taking that stride are supposed to be stepping up. Don't. And Donovan Mitchell is just like one of them guys that he he could just like will himself to go get a bucket. Like just give me the yeah. ball and go go score. I was thinking of Tatum because I, that's who I was going to go as my second option. Um, because Tatum so far this season only has one game where he scored twenty points, and everything else is thirty points. So if you want to put Tatum into the average and thirty points a game, you could because he's at twenty nine point eight. Okay, yeah, not nah, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. definitely throw him yeah. in there. You can definitely throw him in there. Yeah, so those will be my two guys. Tatum, Tatum you know. I ain't gonna lie, I have Tatum for MVP. I had I had Luca for MVP, but after watching the Celtics dog, like Tatum looks like I don't know how he got better. Like, how, how do you get better from last year, dog? Like dude, who are you training with? I, I want to tell you this too, because they're blowing teams out. Dude, he like the last two games he put up 30 plus points, but he only has 28 minutes and 27 minutes. That's incredible. That's and incredible. mind you. He's shooting 15 shots in the last – bro, he shot 15 shots at 30 points. <laughs> uh, that's insane type of efficiency. That's yeah. crazy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So let, let, let's get to the last um, who's most likely to question here, and that is who's most likely to – choke in the playoffs so i guess like another like an aka question to this is like who's a who's a pretender like there might be good regular season but then they'll choke out in the playoffs man oh man um let me let me just look at something real quick go ahead for the sake of it for the sake of it for the sake of it because we just keep seeing it and it sucks to say it really does suck to say but i gotta go with the clippers again because the clippers have the probably the most pressure Right now, after this trade, 
They're known for I don't even want to say well they they actually blow a lot of leads. I'm not gonna lie. Back in the, back in the day, they blew a lot of leads, leads. But like when I say choke, like just health wise, they're just gonna be fucked. Like you 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 know what I'm saying. So like yeah. I, for for now, I would say the Clippers because like Nuggets don't really have pressure. Warriors don't have pressure. I mean the Lakers have pressure, but like. I don't see them like what are they gonna they don't I don't see them choking or anything like that unless they like lose a first round matchup to like the Kings or something yeah. like that. You know, like so like just looking at the Western Conference and I could look at the East too and stuff like that, but like you could say the Celtics maybe. Um the Sixers okay. like do, do we consider them choking after the hard injury? Like I don't think <laughs> you know, so like there's a, the Clippers for me right now would be the Clippers. Okay, I like that. I, I I like that Clippers choice. I'm I'm staying in the West Coast as well, and I'm going with the Mavs, bro. I ain't okay. gonna lie. I I just do don't believe in the Mavs at all. Uh, in the playoffs, like I think Luca and Kyrie will be great in regular season. They'll be good regular season team. But as soon as the playoffs hit, as soon as teams really start like damn near giving Luka and Kyrie buckets. They're like, go ahead, you score. But we're going to make everyone else beat us. And, like, they're, they're going to get too tired, bro. They, they can't play every minute of every game. Um, So I think they're going to end up choking and really end up probably bouncing out first round, which sounds crazy. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but uh, all right, gang. So let's get to our last segment of the show here. And that is the winner and loser of the week. Very simple. You'd let me know who your winner and loser of the week is. Since you're the guest, I want you to go ahead and go first, my boy. Winner or loser. So the winners, I'll give it to the Warriors. They're in a five-game win streak. They There's two games in a row where they hit buzzer beaters, Curry and Klay Thompson. So I got to give that to them. And even though Draymond Green almost tried to screw it up for them. <laughs> Enough, I don't know if you've seen that where he I like, did. yeah, yeah. Tipped it. Yeah, exactly. So th- those be the two uh, a winner. And then the Nuggets alone, I give them a winner just for this one reason. After you win a championship, a lot of teams like tend to like, oh, we won a championship, lollygag. No, they're coming out here and they're still five and one. They're playing the best basketball. They're still playing some really, really good basketball. So you got to give them a lot of credit. Um, So I give those a uh, couple of uh, teams a winner. Uh, losers, obviously, you got to go to the Memphis Grizzlies. They're horrible. They're the worst team in the league. Like, the fact that you don't have a win and the Wizards have a win over you, the Charlotte Hornets have a win over you, like, that's just kind of pathetic. And and, and the Grizzlies have a better talent than a lot of these teams that have one win. Like, they have Desmond Bain, they have Jared, Jared Jackson Jr. Like, they got talent over there. Like, they should be winning. And they got a really solid head coach. So, um, but then I got to get also the Phoenix Suns. Um, they're, they're they're definitely losers. They're they're two and two and four, two and five, or whatnot. They're they're down with a bunch of injuries. We came in with high expectations for that team, and Bradley Beal still hasn't even played a game yet. Devin Booker's in and out the lineup. KD is getting ripped by Keldon Johnson for game winners and stuff like that. So I think that those are the two winners and two losers for me. Man, I like that. Um, on on the winner, I love I love your Warriors pick. I went with the Celtics because they this week they went two and zero, making yeah, they, their record. They, yeah, they did the thing. They yeah. have not lost. They have not lost this week, and they put up 155 points on the Pacers. That's fucking crazy, dog. And they just they just haven't even like looked like they've any teams gave them any competition. And then my loser of the week, like how you said, it's got to be the Phoenix Suns. But all but like mainly Kevin Durant because in one week the Suns lost to the Spurs twice. In the first game that they lost to the Spurs. The Suns were dominating the entire game, and then and with zero, well, I think it's zero point like five seconds left. The Spurs then finally took their first lead of the game, and then went on went on a little run, and then ended up winning the game. And then also there was a controversial call at the end, like how you said, Cousin Johnson like ripped KD. Some people say he got fouled. It looked like he got fouled. I ain't gonna lie, but they never called a foul. Cousin Johnson went up. Spurs ended up winning by one. 
if I'm Kevin Durant, if I'm the best player on the court, if I'm if I'm him and I get as many shots as I want, next game, oh, I'm I'm killing shit. I'm coming down court, pulling up on you. I'm dunking on you. I'm all over it, especially with Devin Booker being back. That was Devin Booker's game back. But no, they this time actually lost by 10. We put up a 38-point double-double, and now they're on a three-game losing streak, so they are losers of the week for me. Nah, definitely. Definitely. I agree with you, man. Absolutely, man. Well, there you have it, family. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this great show that we had. Uh, I got to shout out my boy T, man. My boy T for coming on, talking great hoops with us. Uh, T, do you have any last words you want to say before we get up out of here? Man, it was a good episode. Um, keep grinding, John. And man, I'm about to go get some food. <laughs> yes sir man yes sir for the family out there make sure you go check out all of t's channels i will have everything linked in the description down below and right there in this little bubble but for now we out of here y'all clutch talk out hey